We are in Yivamos Samach Gimel Amabay 63b, toward the bottom of the page. We are continuing in our discussion of marriage and various side topics, and we will be concluding uh, this whole discussion in this recording. And next week we will begin a new Mishnah. Uh, once again, and uh, we are learning as a merit for the complete and speedy recovery for Avi Chaim Ben Chava. The Gemara says as follows, Kosov Besefer Ben Sira. It says in the book of Ben Sira. The book of Ben Sira was a book that uh, the Anche Knesset Hagadola, the men of the Great Assembly, decided not to include this book as part of the Tanakh. They decided that it should not be included in Tanakh. However, we do find that at times the Gemara quotes from this book because there is great insight that they want to share uh, from this book. So to here, we are quoting an idea from this book, even though uh, they decided that this really should not be part of Tanakh. What does it say in this book? A few things. The first one has to do with marriage, so that's why we are bringing it up. Ishetova matana tova labayla. A good wife is a good present uh, to her husband. Viksiv tova bechek yire lokim tinasein. Isheroa tsaraas labayla. And for a bad wife, for a difficult wife, it causes saras, it causes leprosy to her husband. When it's a good wife, uh, it, she's given over to a, a yire elokim, to somebody who fears God, uh, and it's a good marriage. When it's a bad wife, it leads to a leprosy. Leprosy, it's like a marriage, is they're, they're like one, and so it's like a, a disease which is on his body. It can't go away, as we mentioned in the last recording. Maitakante, what is the only way to get rid of this leprosy? The way you get rid of this tsaras or this leprosy is if you get divorced. That's how a person would get healed. The Gemara now uh, continues with uh, the statement of, of Ben Sira. Ishayafa Ashre Baila. Misbar Yamov Kiflayim. That is somebody who has a good wife, a beautiful wife, in character and personality. So then praiseworthy, fortunate is her husband because his numbers are doubled. His numbers are doubled. Some say it means that uh, he's able to be successful uh, in his spiritual endeavors. It'll lead to greater ulam haba, doubling it in the next world. Um, there are other explanations as well. Now we continue on with the book of Ben Sira. A person should conceal your eyes from somebody else's wife who is a wife of charm. Why? Because you might fall into her net, into her trap. And don't turn to her husband, because by being with her husband, so then, especially if you have your eyes towards his wife, so then it's really just a way of getting closer to his wife. You shouldn't turn to her husband to drink wine, and shechar, a strong drink, beer. Because Many have fallen from beautiful, uh, from those from beautiful women who were married to others. Many have fallen and haven't succeeded. And so you have to be extra careful 
Vatumim Kol Harugeha, numerous are her victims. And then it also says, Rabim Hayupse Rochel Hamar Gilmuladvar Erva, Kenitur Mavir Gacheles, Kichlov Mloof, Kain Batem Mlaim Mirma. Similarly, uh, when it comes to peddlers, peddlers were people who would go house to house to sell perfume, and so that also led to immorality. And the Gemara says, Ben Sira says, it's like a spark that ignites a coal. And it also compares it uh, to a coop full of birds where we say you see the feathers, that they, they try to conceal it, but everyone sees that you see the feathers outside the coop as well. Um, everyone understands that there's something going on here, something wrong that's taking place. Um, and that is what Ben Sira says. And he has a few more lines. Al Tetzer Tsaras Machar, you shouldn't be distressed about what's going to happen tomorrow, about certain scenarios which might come up in the future, you shouldn't worry. Why? You never know what's going to happen the next day. Because maybe you're worrying for nothing, because you're not going to be alive the next day. Or something else will happen, perhaps, that will undo whatever it is that you're thinking about. Because if you pass away, so then uh, you're worrying about something which has nothing to do with your world. It's not your world anymore. And this whole idea, this concept of being anxious and worrying, uh, many of the Musr's uh, books explain that this is not a positive character trait. It is positive to worry about one's spiritual growth, uh, but when one's worrying, one is worrying about their uh, their physical needs, so uh, there's no value in worrying. Obviously, it's very difficult not to worry. It's natural to worry, uh, but a person should work on themselves to try not to worry, to 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 direct that as a form of a prayer to Hashem, as a tefillah to Hashem, for Hashem to help them out, but just to worry uh, without any uh, practical implementation, without actually doing anything about it, is not a positive trait. Menah rabbin mitoch beischa, prevent many people from coming into your home. First of all, not many people should come into your home. You don't have to make everything public. You don't have to make, you should live a private life. You should live a private life. You should have a few people that you uh, really talk things out with about your private needs. But not everybody has to come into your house. And even those who do come into your house, make sure they don't go into your, they don't, they shouldn't go into your bedroom. They shouldn't go, you make sure where they go inside your house. You have to be very careful. We have to, this is also a trait that, especially in this day and age, we have to work on, on the sense of privacy of living not everything has to be out there. Not everything has to be out there for everybody else to see. Uh, living a private life. And then he goes on to say, Rabim you Many people will inquire about your welfare, but only reveal your secret to one in a thousand. You don't have to say everything to everybody. Okay, that's the end of Ben Sira. The Gemara now returns back to our original discussion about the mitzvah of Pru Uruvu, of having children. So Amar Rabbasi, Rabbasi says, and this is something that we quoted earlier, Ein ben David Mashiach does not come until all the souls are brought into this world. They are in a, a storage room, and then until they're brought into this world, all the souls are waiting to accomplish something in this world, so then until that happens, Mashiach won't come. And that's why when one has children, so then they're bringing uh, the Geula closer, they're bringing uh, the redemption and Mashiach will we'll be uh, arriving that much sooner. Shenamar, as the verse says, Okay, Tanya, there's another Bryce which says as follows, very strong language about uh, what happens if a person uh, refrains actively 
uh, intentionally refrains from having children. Lezer Omer, Lezer says, anybody who doesn't uh, make an active attempt to have children, to procreate, as if they are killing somebody. That is the position of Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, it's like you have diminished the image of Hashem. Uh, that you don't have the image of Hashem anymore uh, because everybody's created in the image of God and having another child brings another existence of somebody who is created in the image of God. And by refraining from doing so, intentionally refraining from doing so, you have diminished the image of God in the world. And he also quotes a verse for this, Keep and then we have the position of Ben Azai, the famous Ben Azai. Ben Azai Omer, he says, you violate both. It's like you've killed somebody if you intentionally refrain from having children, and you've diminished the present, the divine image. However, this is the statement of Ben Azai, and they tell Ben Azai, Omer Lola Ben Azai, they ask Ben Azai, there are those who preach well. They have a good way of extrapolating the law from the verses, and they're also they they perform well. They 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 do what they preach. No, there are others who perform well. They ain't However, they don't know how to preach well. They don't know how to extrapolate from the verse from the psukim as well. You, but you you preach well, but you don't act based on how you preach. Because you, you yourself didn't get married. And you're claiming, and you intentionally didn't get married. And you just said that if a person doesn't have children, they, 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 try, they intentionally try not to have, they don't have children. It's like they're, they're murdering somebody. It's like they're removing the image of God in this world. So how, how could you say this? You yourself are intentionally not getting married. So Amr Lahem Ben Azir, Ben Azir says, Umayasa, what could I do? Shenavshi Chashka Torah. My soul craves for the Torah. Other people could bring existence into the world. But I'm studying Torah. Ben Azai studied Torah day and night, constantly, 24-7. He was constantly involved in the study of Torah. He said for me to get married, uh, that uh, that that will disrupt and have to have children, the responsibility of children in marriage, that will disrupt my Torah studies. Now, is this really true? In general, we say, even though we generally say that when one is involved in, in one mitzvah, they are exempt from another mitzvah, but that does not apply to the study of Torah. We do not say that if one is studying Torah, then they shouldn't go and pray, put on tefillin, do mitzvahs that only apply to them. No, they have to be involved in it. So how could it be all of a sudden that Benazai could say, ah, oh, I'm involved in the study of Torah, I am exempt from uh, the mitzvah of having children. So this is a very big discussion. Uh, but just one one idea that's brought down is that uh, the Rambam actually, he, he poskins, he follows this ruling of Benazai. Uh, but the way he formulates it, it could be that it doesn't mean that one is actually exempt uh, from having children. It could be that if one didn't have children, then in the end of the day, it's like they were under duress from fulfilling that mitzvah. They should fulfill the mitzvah. They're, a person should get married, even if they're studying Torah all the time, and it'll take away from their Torah study, they still should get married and they still should have children. However, if a person doesn't, because they are so engrossed in the study of Torah, so it's like they're under duress. It's like they, they, they weren't able to perform the mitzvah because they just couldn't. And so therefore they are not punished for it. But it's not that 
a person ideally should not get married. No, we believe that a person should get, go ahead and get married and have children. Uh, but uh, many of the poskim, uh, this is already found earlier in the Ritva, they say that we don't have anybody like Benazai. He even said in his generation, they don't have anybody like Benazai. This does not apply today. Nobody today could say that they are on such a high level of Torah study that they don't waste a single second that uh, they they don't have time to get married. Tani Idaf, there's another Brisa which says uh, something very similar, just with a different uh, name and different person. Rabbi Lezer says that if you intentionally do not have children, it's like you are murdering. Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah, here it's Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah, it's as if you are reducing the image of God in this world. Ben Azariah, it's both. And they hold the whole back and forth. Okay, a few more lines. Tana Rabbanan, it's taught in a brisa. Uvnuchu Yomar Shuva Hashem Rivos Alfe Yisrael Melamed Shein Ashkenashor Al Pachos Mishne Alafim Ushne Revavos Me Yisrael. The Shechina, the presence of Hashem rests if there are only if they we have if we have um, twenty two thousand Jews. When there are a gathering of twenty two thousand Jews, so then there is a greater presence of Hashem in that area where we have twenty two thousand Jews. And so the Gemara says, um, Let's say you have somebody who did not have a child. And they had a gathering. And they were missing one for 22,000. So this person, by not having a child, he prevented the Shekhinah, the presence of Hashem, to exist in this world in a greater sense. Um, and so, uh, when a person refrains from having children, so then it also removes the Shekhinah, which is why we say that when a person has a child, that this is not just a personal celebration, but it's a national celebration. It's a national, for, it's for the entire Jewish people. When there are children that come into the world, uh, to bring in a greater increase of the image of God and of the dwelling of the Shekhinah. Abba Khanan Omer Misham Rabbi. Eliezer Chayev Misa, that somebody who intentionally does not have children, they are liable to the death penalty. Why? Because we find by the verse says that they did not have children. The implication is, children. if they did have children, they would not have died. They did die. And the implication is that they only died because they did not have children. Others say, by not having children, it causes the divine presence to depart from the Jewish people. Shinamar, as the verse says, Leos I should be God told Avram, I should be a God to you and to your descendants. Bizman when as long as you have children who are after you, you try to have children after you, Shina Shores, and the presence of Hashem exists in this world. But but if you do not have children, if you have no intention of having children, Al Mishorah, upon whom will the Shina rest, the divine presence rest, it's going to rest on the stones and sticks. It won't rest there. And so therefore, by having children, one causes the Shekhinah, the uh, presence of Hashem, to rest in this world. And by not by actively not having children, so then it will not exist in this world. And so that concludes our discussion of Pruravu, of the mitzvah to have children, of marriage, and all the very interesting comments uh, that we found in the Gemara on this dot.